0: ar-Rahman ar I'm going to first, and change the order a little bit, I'm going to finish the zikr and the whole philosophy behind zikr. So I'm going to discuss some of those more difficult theoretical concepts. The first thing is that the ulama of the Sufi have coined two terms. One is wilayat and one is nebuat. Not really coined two terms rather, but they've understood these terms that Allah subhanahu has used in the Qur'an in two in, in a particular way. And it's when you understand the way they've used these terms, we will be able to understand these terms of fana and baqa. So, walayat نُبُوتْ fana and baqa. These are just terms that are describing particular realities. And I'm going to try to use, describe those realities from the sunnah of the Prophet Wilayat and Nabuat. So Nabuat obviously is a word Allah subhanahu has used in the Qur'an. Nabiyyin, Anbiya, Nabi. Nabuat means prophethood and prophecy. And Wali and Awliya are also two words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself has mentioned in the Qur'an. Wilayat is that which is possessed by a Wali and Nabuat is that which is possessed by a Nabi. Point number one, obviously, that even the greatest of the awliya does not even compare to a fraction of a speck of any of the anbiya. So, nubuat is far, far supreme and greater to wilayat. But because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used both of these words in the Qur'an, anbiya and awliya, so it means that they are two separate things. One is Nabuat and one is wilaya. Now, what the mashaykh of the Sahaf have realized is they realize that wilayat is something that is not different from nabu'at in the following sense. And I'm going to, you have to really understand my words carefully. In this this sense, that all of the anbiya were also awliya. In some sense, if we simply understand the word wali as meaning the beloved friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then obviously the greatest wali is the Prophet. He was the greatest wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the greatest nabi of Allah wa ta'ala, the greatest muttaqi, the greatest mutawakkil, the greatest sabir, the greatest zakir, the greatest shakir, the greatest everything. And what they did, they realized that look, there's something called the wilayat of the Prophet and nabu'at of the Prophet. Now, when they were looking at the life and the zat and the being of the Prophet وسلم, they looked at his nabu'at and his wilayat. And they said that just like everything else about the Prophet is a role model for us, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran that you have for you in the example of the Prophet ﷺ, a beautiful and noble example. So that is our target, that is our role model. Not that we can attain it, we can never attain the taqwa of the Prophet, we can never attain the sabr of the Prophet. We can never attain the shukr of the Prophet. We can never have the muhammad of Allah that the Prophet had, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But nonetheless, Allah taala said, but that is your target. So just like that, and the ulama of the Saw said that when Allah SWT is using this word awliya or in the singular wali in the Quran, it means our wilayat must also target the wilayat of the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So what was his wilayat? What was his wilayat? His wilayat consisted of a few things. So number one is that it's the view of the ulama of Akida that even before the Prophet's Nabuat was Zahir, even before Prophethood was revealed to him in the form of revelation, Ikqla Bismillah he was a wali from the moment he was born. He was a wali from the moment he was born. And any of you who are familiar with Sira know all of the incredible stories of his childhood stories told by his mother, by Halima Salir radiallahu ta'ala anha, etc. And part of his wilayat before Nabu'at was again that his khalwa, his seclusion, his isolating himself from a society of corruption, a society of kufr, a society of shirk, a society of fisk, a society of open sin, and going to the cave and the mountain of Hera. And that was part of his wilayat. That's seclusion. Now, the wilayat of the Prophet ﷺ after Nabu'at is, is what we're looking at and that is what's going to be understood by his closeness to Allah Taala, and that is going to be understood through these two words, Fana and baqa. So the real essence and origin of these terms, Fana and Baka, is that they're words to describe the wilayat of the Prophet Wasallam. So, what does that mean? Fana. In a hadith, the Arabic word Fana means to become funny in something, to lose yourself. Actually, Fana simply means to be effaced or erased. So, the term used in the Sof is filla, to be erased, Fana in nafsi and filla, to erase all awareness and cognizance of your own self because you are lost in the zikr, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hadith Amma Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha narrates that once Sayyidina Rasulullah he at the time of Tahajjah had gone into sajdah, and he stayed in such a long sajda that she got worried that maybe the Prophet was passed on from this world so in order to make sure and check that he was still alive she wiggled his pinky toe to see if there was hararat in his pinky toe and she felt a little twitch and some hararat in his flesh, so she knew he was still alive. The Prophet was in a state of fana. Another hadith narrated by Amma Aisha taala anha that once the Prophet was sitting with her and the Azan happened, and Sayyidina As-Sul-Salam entered a state of fana. I'm using this word now, describing the hadith. The hadith is that Amma Aisha that Azan happened, and she said that the Prophet's face changed, and he looked at me and said, "Man anti? Who are you?" And I said, "Ana aisha. I'm Aisha." And then he said, Man Aisha, who is Aisha? I said, Binti Abi Bakr, the daughter of Abu Bakr. He said, Man Abu Bakr, who is Abu Bakr? And then Aisha, when he, when, I, when he said that, I realized that he is in some different state altogether. Yani, when the Prophet forgot Abu Bakr, who is his most beloved companion, the most beloved thing, person, I mean, other than Allah, the most beloved person, rather. Two, the Prophet ﷺ was saying Abu Bakr Siddiq, رضي الله تعالى عنه. This difficult for women to understand, but the love that the Prophet ﷺ had for make nokta apko bean karta, agar hazm nahi And that is that the love that the Prophet ﷺ had for saying Abu Bakr Siddiq, رضي الله تعالى was more than the love that he had for all of his wives combined. Yeh samjana mushkina. Different type of love, different type of love that maybe should not even be compared, but if one was to compare them. So that's why she was the wife. She wasn't, she didn't stop and she was the Mahbuba wife of Aisha and she was the beloved wife. But that he said, Man Aisha was not what got her. When he said Man Abu Bakr, then she said that he is gone. Something has happened to him in the state of Adhan. he's lost in some greater remembrance that he cannot even recall, remember, recollect his worldly beloveds. He is lost in the remembrance and love of his capital B Beloved, his e Hakiki, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is called fana. That is called fana. That is what we're hoping for to achieve in our salah. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. That establish salah for my remembrance exclusive to everything else. Attain fana in your salah. So this was part of the wilayat of the Prophet Sallallahu The second feature of his wilayat was his baqa. It means baqa as you know in Urdu from Baki. It means the Prophet remained on the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. He remained on the remembrance of Allah What does this mean? That that same Prophet, Sayyidina Rasulullah ﷺ, who in tahajjud was so lost in the zikr of Allah. And this shows you the power, the, the grace, the mercy of his nabuat. Now imagine you and me, can we can only imagine. We cannot experience, we can only imagine. Even imagining is beyond our reach. What type of qurb, what a'la darajah of qurb the Prophet must have felt in that sajda. But nonetheless he broke that sajda. He rose from that sajda. Completed his salaam, his salah, said his salaams. And walked out and led the Sahaba Karam in Fajr Salah, in Masjid Nabui, and spent the entire day with the Sahaba up till Isha. Bakam means, however, when the Prophet did so, his heart was as lost in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala as it was in that moment of Sajda. Then that kafiyat of zikr is baqi, that remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that kurb with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that ta'lik with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala remains. It's a residual remaining baqi. That is called baqa. So these are two terms to describe actually the sunnah wilayat of the Prophet wasallam That he had kamil fana and kamil baqa. That's why he was the kamil wali and the kamil nabi. Now that is incredible to, for his heart to remain as connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Throughout the day, as it is connected to Allah wa ta'ala in the sajda of His tahajd. This is the real understanding of these terms, fana and baka.